Happy Monday and Happy New Year. I hope everyone's 2024 is off to a great start. I'm Jess and you're listening to Touched by a Podcast where we find hope and spiritual encouragement in the series, Touched by an Angel. For those of you who know me, you know I'm not one for big fluffy introductions, so we are just going to dive right in. How the the podcast is going to be set up is in two segments. Segment one being kind of a condensed summary of the episode that we are watching. Just the important plot points to know, especially if you don't own the series or don't have access to watch it all. Or maybe it's been a while and you don't remember everything. But we'll have a condensed summary. And then the second part will be points of reflection and key takeaways that we can use to, you know, reflect on our own lives and also help improve, you know, our own walks with God. And that'll be the basic setup. And so we are going to jump right into season one, episode one, which is called The Southbound Bus. This one was written and executive produced by none other than Martha Williamson. And so we start the episode getting our introduction to our two angels. We have Monica and Tess. Monica is played by Roma Downey, and she is the young, eager, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed angel. She was doing search and rescue, and now she is becoming a caseworker, and so it's a bit more of a hands-on, um, having particular assignments, working more closely with people, and so definitely a change from what she has been used to, but she is very eager to get started. And then we have Tess, played by the lovely... Della Reese and Tess is our sarcastic, witty, little cynical, fun, um, very fun angel to counteract Monica and help balance her out. And Tess is, as Monica calls her, the angel's angel. So she's there to help guide the angels and in, in being caseworkers and just help them to be the best that they can be and delivering God's message to their assignments. And so Tess tells Monica that her assignment is going to be a boy named David. And I don't think she really gets any background on him really at all. Tess just tells her to stay close to him. That's the directive. And so Monica hops on the bus and very quickly we meet David. And David is, I mean, just watching this, it's clear that we are in the 90s. This boy has a lot of leeway. He's kind of got the free run of the town. He's He's hopping on the bus by himself. He's going to diners and taking people's money. And although Monica does make him give it back. Um, but yeah, he's pretty much on his own during the day. His dad is a detective of some sorts. And so he's not home during the day. And Dave is just on his own. And um, turns out that there is a position for a nanny, which I think is a very wise thing to be happening since this boy has absolutely no adult supervision and monica is able to take that position as the nanny and this allows her to be with david and so from david monica is told that david's mom died in a car crash along with his baby sister but as we learn fairly early on that's actually not the case it's just a lie that that David tells because it's a little easier for the him than handling the truth, which is that his mom left him and his dad following the death, following the death of his sister, Katie. Um, and so he has been going out on the bus to, to try to find his mom. That is what he's been doing. Why he's been traveling alone a lot. And so Monica is able to, you know, just 
convince him to stay put and and she will find his mother and monica has very good intentions and so this is what she thinks is the right thing to do at the time and so she goes out to the place where his mother had been seen and there she meets two women ruth ann and christine and she identifies ruth ann as david's mother due to a star necklace that ruth ann is wearing and so then she sort of concocts this plan to get ruth ann and david's dad nick to see each other by inviting ruth ann to go out dancing because she knows the dad is going to be at this saloon or whatever it happened to be and so she is able to arrange it they do see each other and that is where monica quickly realizes that things are not quite what she thought and so it turns out that ruth ann is not david's mother but she's actually a fugitive wanted by the fbi and obviously david's dad is trying to arrest her and so she ends up completely fleeing um, and leaving and that's when Tess kind of steps in, gives Monica a what for, like, what are you doing? This was, this was not the instructions you were given. This is not what God had wanted you to do. You were supposed to be staying with David. And so then Monica is going to go back to David, but before she does, she wants to say goodbye to Christy. And that's when she realizes that the star necklace was actually Christy's and had just been loaned to Ruth Ann and that Christy is David's mother. And then she reveals herself to Christy as an angel. And this is where things get a little interesting and where I appreciate the writing a bit more because Christy isn't just like in awe of Monica and that, oh my goodness, I'm seeing an angel. But she gets upset. She gets mad because she's like, you're an angel. So what? It doesn't matter that you're here now. Where were you when, when my baby was, was died? where was god then and all that stuff and i felt like this was a very authentic reaction and it's something that a lot of people experience is this like where were you moment and it's a very real reaction and as monica you know says like there there was an angel there there was someone there with your baby the whole time even if we don't understand everything because that's the truth is that we will never understand everything that happens in this life anything everything that happens to us and even though christy reacts very negatively at first monica doesn't get mad at her or anything i think she's a bit taken aback by her reaction it's a little, she wasn't quite expecting it but she doesn't get upset with her but she just showers her with with her love and with god's love um but it doesn't really seem to make a difference doesn't seem like christy is going to be coming back and so that is when Monica turns to, to God and she starts praying a bit confused herself. You know, she had thought that she was doing the right thing and following her heart. And so she prays and then returns to David and his father. And David is obviously upset because his mom's still not coming back. And then the dad is upset because now we've just, you know, made things worse for David and everyone is upset, but David goes outside as he is sad and it does happen that his mom does pull up and she returns to the family and it kind of wraps up nicely at the end. You know, obviously there's going to be a lot of healing left for this family, 
Um, but they are all reunited. And of course, the icing on the top of the cake is that Christy gives Tess the car that she had been eyeing. Because why not? She's not going to need it anymore. And that's how our episode ends. And I think for a premiere episode, it was a very solid opening one. It's it's interesting. There's you know a twist. And um, I thought it was a good, solid start for the series. I especially love the casting for Monica and Tess. I think they're well casted and they're really, um, they're really nice characters. They balance each other out very well. I had two, two major takeaways from this episode. One being with Monica's meddling. And as we said before, Monica is so pure. She has such good intentions and she just wants to bring this family back together and heal them. And she thinks that she sees a way to do it. But it wasn't the plan. It wasn't what had been asked of her by God. She was supposed to stay with David. And by not following that plan, her meddling ends up causing more pain for David. Even though we might have had the same end result, the family still gets together. Maybe if she had just done what she was supposed to do, it could have happened with less pain. And also without causing all the unnecessary events with Ruth Ann and all of that. So we see in a way a sin of pride. Even though Monica doesn't present it as pride, you know, we don't look at her and think, oh, that was a really prideful decision that she just made. But it is in a way because she thought that, you know, her plan was better than would have been told to her. And we see the turning point for her is when she stops and she talks to God. She goes back to the plan and things right themselves again. And so I think this is a good point for us to reflect on is what are we trying to control in our lives instead of handing it over to God to take care of? You know, what are we trying to meddle with like Monica? Maybe we have good intentions. Maybe we think we're doing the right thing. But have we talked to God? Have we checked in with him and and made sure that we're in alignment? And so that was my first takeaway. My second one is in the reveal scene when she is talking to Christy and she makes the point that love doesn't hide. It stays and fights. And it's such a simple line, but it really made me think, you know, because everyone has a fight or flight instinct. And for me, I'm a thousand percent flight. Any time things get difficult, I get anxious. There's things are scary. I'm out of there. I'm running away. I don't want to stay around. And so I really could relate to Christy and her need to run, run from that pain, thinking, oh, everyone's better off without me, you know, feeling that guilt from, from the passing of her daughter. And she ran away from all of it. But not only was she running away from her pain, but she was also in doing that running away from God's love. And God's mercy and his forgiveness, even though she didn't, she didn't really have anything to be forgiven of, you know, it was a, it was an accident, but she, she sort of feels like she needs to be forgiven. Um, But she was running away from that too. And I just think that's such an important thing to remember, to not hide, to not run from God's love, because it's so easy to do that. It's so hard to, to face the things in our life that hurt, the things that cause pain. But like I said, when we do that, 
we're not allowing God to work in our lives to bring us that healing that we so desperately need. And so sometimes we gotta we gotta be able to sit there, that emotion, and be able to sit there with God so that He can heal us. And so I think that was such a powerful thing in that little that simple scene there, a really powerful thing to think about in our own lives. So instead of running away from all those things, we need to make sure that we are running towards God, run towards him and communicate with him through prayer. Those are the most important things that we can do and just allow him to to do what he does to love us, to help us and to guide us. And on that note, we will end this episode. Thank you so much for listening and please feel free to follow the pod on Instagram at touched by a pod. Um, feel free to comment, share things that you got out of this episode. If there was maybe something that you took away from it that I didn't. I would love to hear from you. And I look forward to seeing you next week for season one, episode two.